Welcome to Satisfied, a podcast hosted by me, Ashley Pardo. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, business coach, and former private chef. Satisfied is all about finding fulfillment, confidence, and peace in your body, business, mental health, relationships, and life. If you're an introspective, deep, and sensitive woman, Satisfied is for you. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's get into the show. Hello, my friends, and thank you so much for tuning in today. I have heard from a bunch of you this week that I didn't know listened to the show, and then you told me that you did, and it just makes me really happy to know that you are tuning in, that the show is growing. Why? Because I'm consistent (laughs) with it now. Two times a week, the episodes are being uh, put out now. We were supposed to have a guest episode today. Uh, It will be coming next week. I was having a Wi-Fi issue with my computer this week. Nonetheless, have a great episode for you today. I am predicting that this one is actually going to be short. It is kind of building upon the episode from Monday. Before we get into that, I wanted to remind you that Intuitive Macros starts this Tuesday. If you're listening to this in real time on October 19th, Intuitive Macros starts on October 24th, this coming Tuesday. Intuitive Macros is my six-week signature group coaching program. Intuitive Macros teaches you a framework that you can use to actually implement your goals I hesitate to say that, implement the action steps that you need to be the person that you want to be. Even this episode, what I'm going to be talking about today is the essence of intuitive macros. When it comes to food, we know what to do. Like we know exactly what it is that we have to show up for. I bet many of you even have your macros right now and you might not be taking action on them. That is the case with nutrition. Nobody knows more than a person who's dieted their whole life the change comes with actually taking action and actually implementing for a long period of time. This is not easy, but Intuit Macros teaches you exactly how to do that and it teaches you how to become flexible. That means changing your thinking to dialectical thinking, more flexible thinking, letting go of dichotomous thinking, which is black and white thinking, very rigid, perfectionistic, Also, perfectionism puts you in this weird cycle where like you set up conditions to literally not be able, you know, you can't meet them. But then you're like, well, I I think I'm, I think this time (laughs) might be the time that I meet these conditions. And then you also give yourself an out when you can't meet them. And then you go back and overcorrect your perfect, like it's never going to end. And that is what happens with dichotomous and rigid thinking. Moving into more flexible thinking allows you to be more consistent over time, which then allows you to get to where you want to go. Intuitive Macros does that for nutrition. DM me on Instagram if you have a question about it. Our group is people are coming in. We're filling it up. Uh, I'm excited. I love teaching it. And we are going to have more streamlined processes this time for reaching aesthetic. So body transformation, strength and performance goals as I have you know, gotten more into muscle building, strength training and all of that. And the reason that that's important is because of metabolism 
eat more and more flexibility. Muscle tissue is good to have on your frame. Uh, So can't wait for that to get started. But today we're going to be talking about identity-based action. And the reason I didn't say identity-based goal is because honestly, as time goes on, I don't know if I love goals anymore. I think that there's a direction that we want to go and places that we want to get to. But I think that goals can become problematic once we put a timetable on them. Because first of all, oftentimes we look at the outcome as the savior. Like, oh, when I do this, like everything's going to be fixed. I'm going to be complete. We know that that's not the case. Uh, We know that it's often disappointing when we only look towards outcomes and there's an urgency there when we put a timetable on it. Oh, I have to get it done by this time. Honestly, we can't control that. It doesn't mean that it might not happen during that time, but when we put a timetable on it, it's like, all right, it's crunch time. Let's go. And that never, it's never helpful for getting to your goals. Every single goal that I've had has only really been accomplished because, and again, it doesn't mean that you can't have things that you want to happen, right? That's like why we do anything. But anytime I've put a timetable on it, I've never reached it because then I have to do something intense. Then it's not sustainable. Then I burn out and then I get into that whole shame cycle of like, well, you didn't do it. It doesn't matter. All so common and all so normal. It's just how humans think, right? The way that I've been shifting this now is, okay, what am I going to do today? And how can I, you know, going back to the episode from earlier this week, what am I going to do today? How can I show up at my best relative to today, which that might be 20%. For example, on Monday, I did a workout. I I literally only did the first part of the workout, literally one movement. And that was it. I was exhausted. And I was like, that's it. But I'm counting it. It's consistent because it allowed me to then show up uh, at the next workout, right? I didn't quit because of that. So I think it's more helpful to focus on the actions that you're going to take and that eventually the goal just does end up coming if you don't stop. And the way that we can, can take this action and continue to take this action for life is by having our identity tied to it. This is why so much of the intuitive macros marketing and so much of the marketing that I do because I'm concerned with real change. I'm concerned with you still acting like if somebody comes into one of my programs or works with me one-on-one, <clears throat> which I know this because so many of you that have worked with me one-on-one stay in touch with me and you keep me posted on your journey and your continued results. And it like literally means the most because, and like more insights that you have, because like that's the whole point, right? I want it to keep going. I want you to have all the tools. And part of this is being able to self-coach yourself with the tools because I think true autonomy with food and with nutrition, those are the same things, <laughs> uh, with movement, with your business, with whatever it is that you're doing, like that's the utmost confidence. It, it's the utmost power to know that you are in control. Now it can absolutely take time to get there. I had several nutrition coaches and many mentors and and stuff like that. I'm not saying I'll never have one again, but that helped me. That That's what taught me the skills. So skill acquisition, skill building is great. Uh, But I do think at some point, even if it's like three years later, we should feel confident enough to go on our own because that is like, that's again, the whole point. And in the marketing that I do, I talk about 
not only losing weight and whatever outcomes it is that you want, feeling better, feeling more energized, feeling great in your body. I also talking about becoming the person who keeps the weight off for life. Because that is why people struggle with food. Because you go on a roller coaster of like literally 30 years, maybe 20 years for me, it was 20 years of gaining and losing the same weight over and over again. And nothing is more defeating to a person, especially if you consider yourself to be, which if you're listening, you are, right? <laughs> like somebody who's like a deep thinker, somebody who's smart, capable, has a lot of amazing things happening in their life. And then you're like, but this one thing, like I can't get a hold of this. Like, why does this have control of me? And it's because you haven't done what I'm talking about today. And what I talked about earlier, which is like finding a way for you to be consistent, finding a way for you to show up. Like some people in the Blossom Body program, which is a four day a week program, that's my strength training program that I wrote, have shared with me that they're doing two workouts per week when it's a four day a week program. That is incredible. Like you're still on the pace. You're still being consistent at the rate that works for you, right? Meaning that you're making a change. And unless our identity is tied to the action, it won't last, right? You have to become the person who keeps the weight off. You have to become somebody who shows up for their workouts every day, a fit person, right? I'm not even talking about looks. I'm talking about like a mentally fit person, a, you know, even a physically fit person, uh, you know, somebody who is an entrepreneur business. I mean, that's a whole other <laughs> Want to talk about discomfort? I mean, these are the two avenues for me that I really learned the most. I would say for sure, food, you all know that, definitely movement and absolutely relationships. I've been talking a little bit more about relationships. Maybe I'll share more uh, about that because that has been an absolute growth journey for me in like such a positive way. I have been keeping it to myself. Up until now, I've been sharing a little bit, uh, but that is a whole avenue of, of ripe learning, becoming somebody who expects and has a certain standard for things that will not, you know, deal with. Um, like, for example, you know, a lot of people talk to me about red flags, right? You hold yourself to a certain standard where you see a red flag and the red flag becomes a deal breaker now, right? That's the type of stuff that that's in your identity, now. So those things for me, I think are often things that people in, you know, people in my audience and and people just in life, like just go through, right? And unless you tie the identity back to the action, again, it will not last. And the main thing here is two things. Who do you want to be? Whatever it is, keeping the weight off, becoming a strong person, uh, becoming somebody who has a PhD, becoming somebody who, real talk, I have been thinking about getting a PhD lately, (laughs) not anytime soon. It's looming in my brain because I love learning about all of these things. Uh, So that is like top of mind for me. It's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, I have other things to do. But, um, you know, do you want to be somebody who eats healthy, somebody who has a business, somebody who's a high achiever? What do those things mean? So write out what it is that you want to be. A successful business owner, a person in a, a like a really amazing healthy relationship, a person who eats well, a person who maintains their weight. And then I want you to also write down the tiny action steps 
and a daily win that you can have from this thing. So in whatever area, maybe that means that for the food stuff, you're a person who now preps their food once a week. It's you're a person who pays attention to their hunger and fullness signals and stops eating when they're full. You're not going to be perfect with that. The difference between somebody, there's a little bit of identity stuff too. The difference between somebody who stays in a loop of emotional eating and somebody who doesn't, because I talk, I'm very open about the fact that like, I'm also an emotional eater. I don't make myself feel bad anymore about doing it. And in the past I did. It's like, as I was doing it, it's like, this is a shameful behavior. You should feel guilty, horrible. You shouldn't do this. If I ever do it now, I just like accept that I'm going to do it and accept that I want this in this moment. And then I just move on. I try to do it with hunger. I try to also like make it fit within my goals. There are days that it doesn't, but in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't really matter because I don't make it mean anything. And it's important to do that, right? Um, I think that can get a little wonky, a little messy sometimes if you're just like, well, I want to be an emotional eater. And then you get into these behaviors that like, aren't good for you. So you also need to identify what about that behavior makes me feel shitty. Do I do it without hunger? Do I constantly like go way past my hunger and fullness signals? For example, if I really go, never really go super over, but if I go over a little bit, it probably happens, I don't know, once a month or something like that. I I can't really put, um, you know, like um, a quantifier on that, but that is a journey. But most people who are okay with their food behaviors and don't feel guilt and shame for them are the ones who can stay consistent. And that is also a journey. And that comes with you creating that evidence of like, I'm going to do this thing and I'm just going to take ownership of what I'm doing and not try to hide it for myself. So I'm going to serve it on a plate. I'm not going to like eat in the pantry in secret, hiding, do the same thing in front of people, on a plate, own the behavior. That is a whole process as well. But as we are thinking of these things, I want you to really identify the things that you should be doing to become that person. And then eventually you become that person, right? So we show up to these action steps. That way, when inevitably, day to day, you're not going to feel like doing something, you will call upon the identity, because there are going to be days like those days will will always come where you don't feel like doing something. And now for me, like there's no other option but to do what I do, to do the action steps. Like there is no other option than to show up for my workouts, than to eat well, than to push myself, than to show up on Instagram. Like the week that my dad died, I, I felt off not posting on Instagram. <laughs> Because it's my freaking job, you know, like, and granted, like that is a situation where 100% I should have taken the time off and I did, but like, I still felt some kind of way about it. I also know because like my dad wouldn't have wanted, I've said this before, like even his death (laughs) to get in the way of anything, but it's just like so much in my identity. And a lot of you noticed because when I wasn't posting, many of you reached out to me and were like, are you okay? (laughs) where are you right because it is part of my identity to do this because it is my job it is my livelihood and my job and I also love it Um, but that having it be tied towards your identity allows you to show up when you don't feel like it because it's just what you do 
It is just what you do. And I really love the book Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield. He wrote the book, The War of Art, also an amazing book about resistance, capital R resistance. Uh, basically, anytime you try to grow, resistance is going to hold you back every day that you show up to something is like slaying a dragon. Like who won today? Was it resistance or was it me? Did I slay the dragon? You know? So he has another book called Turning Pro. And in that book, he talks about being an amateur or a pro. And I really love that analogy. And this isn't about like good or bad or better or worse or anything like that or any sort of morality. It's just the truth, right? When I was an amateur in working out every day, it was like up for grabs. Well, do I feel like it? Well, do I not? You know, when I was like dabbling and this is being a dabbler, when I was dabbling in my business, it was like, oh, if I feel like posting today, then I'll post like, I don't do that anymore. Like how many, many of the times that you see me show up, I don't feel like showing up and I just do it anyway because it's what I do. And this has come after years and years and years of doing this. So I think like thinking of it in that way where like, you know, you can be an amateur and amateur is, and again, if you're hearing yourself being described here, it is no, nothing bad. It's just, if you crave these identities, we have to come to terms with this and we have to be real with ourselves and take ownership of where we are and realize that we can move from amateur to pro. You know, an amateur like goes off of whether what they feel like, not super disciplined, looks for inspiration. Um, I'm, I'm describing my past self here, by the way, <laughs> and still little moments that I might have, but I choose to take the action anyway. Uh, you know, they worry about what other people are going to think of them. They, uh, again, the decision is up for grabs versus a pro is just like, I'm a, this is just what I do. I don't care if I feel lazy today. I don't care if I, or like I expect to feel lazy. I expect to feel unmotivated. I expect to feel doubtful and I'm still going to show up and do the things. Over a long period of time, like I talked about on Monday, the result ends up happening. The outcome ends up happening and it's almost more valuable to then to have the identity than the outcome. Because once you live in the identity, it's like, okay, this is what I do. I also, and who I am. So it's just like how I show up as a person in the world every day. I also want to acknowledge the the pain and the discomfort involved here as you let an identity die and you step into a new identity. It is, it's hard and it's painful, especially if I think to who I was many, many years ago, which frankly, I was a hot mess. Uh, drinking all the time, having very shady behaviors with like relationships and dating, uh, having, um, you know, just eating so crappy, like literally having no regard, zero regard for my body. I would black out all the time, uh, truly. And I, I was just a hot mess when I was in college. Like I still got my shit done in school. Uh, and like, I didn't, get arrested some people did right like some people did get arrested during college but I that didn't happen for me um surprisingly uh I never no drinking and driving by the way um but like I just like did stuff that I would never do today like I I would go to the gym and I'd be like okay I'm good for like a month and the identity now is so different And especially when I was like binge eating all the time and stuff like that, the identity now is so different that I feel no desire to go back to 
who I was. And the main difference here is my actions. Like I'm still the same Ashley, still the same person, but I completely show up in a different way. And it's really interesting because a lot of my best friends have known me like before and and now and they're like wow (laughs) and this isn't to like toot my own horn or anything it's more so the belief and the hope that you can have to truly change your identity over a long period of time and even short periods of time sometimes if you decide to show up to this degree because then you call upon I I oftentimes call upon like if I'm in decision making mode for something I often call upon how I felt back then of like okay if you don't want to show up to your workout today or like if you're confronted with like this thing that you really want to eat a lot of I will think back to times where I overate a lot and I felt like crap and I'm like you don't want to feel like that you know what that feels like you know what it feels like to do these behaviors like you don't do that anymore you know And I think that this is really powerful. I think that it's a much deeper and more integrated way of getting your outcomes, living out your values, having your core desired feelings every day and having self-integrity. Who do I think myself to be and who am I? And who you are are the actions that you take, truly. And again, I really want to just mention and and make sure that it comes across that none of this has to do with like being good or bad or anything. But if you are a person who desires growth and desires meaning and desires being your best and feeling great, that is possible 100%. And it's possible to continue getting better uh, at it because as time goes on, you refine your journey, you refine the actions that you take, you show up more, you, you know, it never ends truly. And I think taking this approach is much deeper. There, it's not shame-based. Uh, it's not future-based. It's today-based. It's right now-based. It's what am I going to do today and who do I know myself to be? That way, inevitably, when the moment comes that you don't want to, you can pull upon that and that is powerful. I'm going to wrap it up right now. Um, I appreciate you all so much for reaching out to me, for asking questions. Um, We have a good episode coming on Monday from a question that I got from a listener on Instagram that was great, where I'm going to be talking about, oh my gosh, total blank right now. Oh my gosh, no, I just remembered. Um, The benefits of changing your body that have nothing to do with your body. And I know we can all relate to that. And that really has a lot to do with, obviously, my program, my philosophy, everything that I teach. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week, an amazing day. I hope you're doing great wherever you are. And I'm sending you a lot of love and I will talk to you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening to Satisfied. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram where I post content every single day at Ashley K Pardo. If you enjoyed the show, I'd super appreciate it if you left a rating and a review on iTunes and or Spotify. If you have a question that you want to be answered on the show or you just want to say hi, send me a DM on Instagram. I love hearing from and connecting with you because you're the whole reason that I do the show. I hope that you find satisfaction wherever you are right now.